Maya Angelou once said, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. Join us as we explore questions big and small to gain a little more insight into ourselves, each other, and the world around us. I'm Ryan. I'm Jenny. And we are Have, Have a Little, little insight. insight. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to episode one of Have a Little Insight. We're super stoked to be releasing the first episode. We've been working on this for months. So really excited to get it out there for you guys. To everybody who listened to the promo, thanks so much. We hope we gave you a really good taste of what the show's gonna be about. So this week, we're gonna dive into the topic of uncertainty. I know we all deal with uncertainty in our lives in different capacities on a daily, monthly, intermittent basis, and it affects us all in different ways. So we're gonna specifically look at how we deal with fears and discomfort around uncertainty. Perfect, well, hello everybody. <laughs> thanks, Jenny. But uh, yeah, so with uncertainty, it involves having a like little to no knowledge about how a future event is going to go. It applies mainly to unpredictable events in our lives or situations that we don't know anything about. They're a little unknown. I've heard uncertainty described as a bit of a fog. You're just kind of in it and you don't really see what the outcome is going to be yet. So it is definitely it's something that's unavoidable in our life. No matter what it is that we're doing, it's always something that we're going to have to deal with. So I think one crucial aspect is to try and find a way to create a better relationship with uncertainty and really define what it can mean for us in a, in a more positive attitude. And it definitely varies from a degree depending on the person, whether you have trouble dealing with even the smallest amount of uncertainty, like just going outside into a new area that you've never been to before, to something that's really massive, or you could be somebody that is very much able to deal with a lot of uncertainty and you don't really have too much of an issue with it. That being said, it could also be something that you could help somebody else deal with. So hopefully there's information in here uh, during this episode for both ends of the spectrum, depending on who you are, whether you're looking for ways that you can deal with it uh, in a better way, or you can find something that you can use to help somebody else deal with it. Yeah, we're always looking to just create a little bit more understanding, a little bit more acceptance so that we can live in a kinder, more accepting environment for everybody. So for people who are really good at taking risk and dealing with uncertainty, hopefully this will give you a little bit of perspective of what it's like to feel uncertain. And for people who really feel uncertain, hopefully this will help you find some tools and resources to help you um, take a little bit more risk and live on the edge and do those things that you've been a little bit too afraid to do. Yeah, and as we are about to go into talking about our own experiences with dealing with uncertainty throughout our lives, I want to kind of leave you guys with a bit of a question. So how can you really be certain of what is going to come to pass? You may have some idea of what might happen depending on the situation, if it's somewhere you've been before or people that you've dealt with before, but there's always a little sprinkle of uncertainty out there that something could completely turn things around or change course. That's so true. Now my head's going to things that we're not going to talk about right now, but we're definitely going to get to later in the episode. So we're going to start every week. We're going to talk a little bit about our own personal experience on the topic in hopes that you can help relate to it a little bit more and possibly that it might awake some understanding in other people. So I've definitely had a problem with uncertainty my entire life. I am a very indecisive person, or I'd like to say... I have been known to be a very indecisive person. I'm not all the time, and it's something I've definitely gotten better with. 
when I was little, I used to struggle with indecision so much that it was hard for me to even pick gum or candy when my mom said that we could get treats at the store. And looking back on that now, I think it's because there were all of these choices and I was wanted to know which choice was the best choice. And there was no way to know, especially with something so small like candy or gum. It's like, well, do you want bubble gum or do you want grape? It's not the end of the world. But for me, these choices as a child felt huge. And this continued to manifest into my adult life because I never dealt with it. And as a kid, I think that's pretty common. But as I got older and as it happens for most of us, as you get older, the questions about your life get bigger. You don't have to pick gum anymore, but now you have to decide. I'm going to go to university. What do I want to take? What do I want to be? Because that's going to depend on what I take in school. And where do I want to live? Do I want to live close to my family? Do I want to keep living close to my friends? Like, there are so many infinite options that it was often overwhelming for me because I was constantly afraid of making the wrong choice. And I wanted to make sure that I was investing my time um, in something that had the best possible outcome for me. I didn't want to waste time on things that I didn't think would pay off for me. But what I've learned now is that if I don't make choices at all, I actually stay more stressed. And even if I'm uncertain, sometimes just making a choice helps open things up to something else. Um, because Especially I find it hard. I used to find it hard. I'm getting a lot better and I'll talk about how I've gotten better at it really quickly. But I used to find it especially hard to deal with uncertainty in situations that were emotional because there's no way to pay off. So with dating, for example, it's always impossible. Like when I was younger, I used to be like, ooh, do I go on this date? Do I not go on this date? I don't know. Do I like this person? Do I not like this person? Now it's like, just go on the date. And then if you have fun, just go on the second date. And that's not to say that I still don't have anxiety and stress about those things, but I approached, I've worked really hard to shift my mindset around things that feel scary for me because fundamentally I don't know how they're gonna work out. Because I feel like if I don't do the things that I don't know about, I'm ne you're never gonna get an answer. I'm never gonna find out. So if you don't go on the date, you're never gonna know, you know? You have to be willing to fail, I realize now, or for it not to work out in order for it to ever work out at all. And so, are we going to talk about how I deal with my uncertainty now? Or are we just talking about my personal experience? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Let's talk about it. Do your thing. So, yeah, I'll do my thing. Um, so, how I personally deal with uncertainty now is one of the things I realize is, is if I keep things in my head, they just go around and around and around and around. So I often use journaling as a way to sort my thoughts out so that they're outside of my head and that it kind of gives me room to just get a little bit clearer on what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling because sometimes even emotions can be confusing. Like recently on the weekend, I felt really like upset about something and I didn't know why, but it was very obvious that I was upset and I was like, I just need five minutes to write this down and figure out what's really going on for me because I wasn't sure. I also uh, use whiteboards at home to keep me on track and remind me what I need to do. So breaking things down into smaller steps. And then one of the best things that I've implemented in the last year is I have a personal model that's like, just do the next right thing. 
So don't worry about step number 25, which is the way I definitely used to think before. I used to be like, okay, I'm gonna go to school. Then I'm gonna go to school the first year, and then the second year, and then the fourth year I need to do this. But when I'm done, what am I gonna do after that? What kind of job do I really wanna have? And the truth is those things change over time. So now when I look at doing something, like when we started this podcast, we just kind of said, let's do a podcast. And I'll talk for myself, but I didn't know what I was doing or how I was going to do it. I was like, okay, cool. We'll get a mic and we'll sit in a basement and we'll talk to each other. And over the five months we've been working on this, there's a lot of things I encountered that I didn't know how to do or I was nervous about, like even learning to talk with the mic or um, just opening up and sharing more even with Ryan or telling people that we're doing the podcast and putting it on the internet. All of these things contained a huge amount of uncertainty because I didn't know what was going to happen. Are people going to hate me? Am I going to get bad emails? Is it going to be terrible? Are we going to be uninteresting? So whenever I feel that way now, I'm like, let's just do the next step or let's just do the next right thing. What's the next right thing for me? And that's probably one of the best things I ever developed to deal with uncertainty in my life. Yeah, and to kind of tangent into my experience from that is this podcast itself, I felt like this topic was very crucial as a opening pilot in a sense because we are very much dealing with a lot of uncertainty. Mm. And I think for me, one of the biggest things is like growing up, I was always looking for some type of like reassurance that I was doing something right, that I was doing something okay, that I wasn't going to piss anybody off or like ruin any relationships that I had. So I was always trying to think about like, what do other people expect of me or what what is the kind of person I need to be for these people to like me kind of an idea, right? And as I've gotten older, that's gone away a little bit because partly I've worked on myself, but also I have surrounded myself with people where I feel safe and comfortable to just talk about those things where I am a little bit scared or nervous about something. And yeah, it's been a long ride to get to where we are now. But even sitting here, like there's a little bit of nerves in me that is thinking, well, what are people going to think about what I'm even saying right now? Right. Mm -hmm. Or am I going to get a lot of backlash? And I think a lot of that has to tie back into growing up when you're younger. Like if you deal with a lot of ridicule or people embarrass you or, you know, play jokes on you, like kids can be pretty ruthless. (laughs) So even just the smallest thing, even if it's verbal, that it still holds a piece of you and it can stop you from trying to pursue something because for me the the uncertainty is more of I want to be certain of what people are going to say or what people are going to think before I even do anything but the reality is I don't really have any control over that and more and more I'm getting to realize how hard it has been for me and how much easier it is now to deal with that and just telling myself like you don't know for sure. So just do it and then find out what happens because Mm -hmm. you're not really going to find out what happens unless you do that. And it's just, yeah, it's one of those things like (laughs) it's, it's scary, but it's also exciting. Like there, there, those feelings in your body are so closely related that you might as well take the jump. And, uh, the one thing that really stuck for me is the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing you can do is the wrong thing. But the worst thing you can do is do nothing. Mm. So you might as well take a shot. <laughs> I like that though. Um, because the reality is, is nothing happens if you do nothing. So if you play it safe, it's great. You're never going to get hurt. Your heart's never going to get broken. You're never going to fail. You're never going to... Uh, 
break your arm playing a sport, but you're never going to really know what your best is. And I don't know. It's just, even if you fall on your face, it's worth it. Some like there's risk aversion. There's all that kind of stuff. And like mathematical equations for thing in business and stuff like that. But you have to take chances in order to progress. And, oh, that's what I wanted to touch on. Yeah. You mentioned how ex- feeling scared and feeling excited are very similar emotions. Oftentimes in my life, how I know, feel like I'm on the right path or I'm doing the right thing is I'm excited and scared at the same time. And it's like a walking a balance of both. It's like if I'm really, really scared, I probably need to slow down a little bit. Or if I'm super, super excited, I'm also not paying attention. So the really good things in my life, I find, if I look back or even like what I'm experiencing right now is if I'm excited and I'm scared, that's the money. Yeah, because even if you are a little bit afraid, that excitement should be enough to to stir something inside of you. Because the one thing that I realized as I've tried to deal more with uncertainty in my life, especially those bigger aspects, um, like being in a long-term relationship has its moments where you're like... Like, what's going to happen a year from now? Like, you have no idea. The only way to know is to actually be there, right? Mm-hmm. But the the aversion of getting away from something uncertain because it seems scary, then I can go like a couple weeks, maybe a month, where I feel like I'm safe and I'm comfortable, but I'm always like wondering, like, what if I j- just did that, you know? So it, there's always something like eating away at you, saying like, yeah, but you have to do something different or else you're going to like lose your mind. You're going to go crazy. Like it's, it becomes almost more uncomfortable to try and just stay comfortable all the time. So the couple things that I've done to try and deal with this is just to just try and talk more openly with people about what it is I'm dealing with and try to get some positive reassurance and some advice from other people or just, just to hear like, everything's going to be fine. Like you're okay. (laughs) Like go and do that. I'm not going to hold it against you. And, um, I've been getting into a meditation practice, which has been really nice. So it just kind of helps ground me into what's happening right now in the present moment rather than letting my mind wander and go off into thinking that if some future event is going to unfold into something negative because something negative happened before in that in a very similar situation. Yeah, and I think that's one of the fundamental things. And we'll probably touch on this again in the summary is just for me, too, it's about keeping my brain in control from running like months years down the line because there's no way to know what's going to happen then or where you're going to be like prime example it's been we're in february 2020 now in february 2019 i was in a very very different place than i am now and i never could have imagined being where i am now if you had asked me that and the only way i got here was by allowing myself time taking the risks that i could pushing myself a little bit past my comfort zone and just having a little bit of faith that I have no idea what's going to happen, but that's okay. Yeah. If you have, and there's nothing wrong with having a vision of what you want to have as an outcome or what you want to achieve. And you might eventually get there. It's just a matter of when, and that can be different for everybody. So with that, we're going to take a little break right now. And then we are going to talk about a little bit of the science background and evidence around how you can possibly deal with your fears and discomfort around uncertainty. And we're back. I hope you all enjoyed our non-commercial break. 
uh, we basically just decided, like, what are we going to talk about now? And now that we've done that, here we are again. Yeah, so we're back. And we are going to talk a little bit about science and how psychology contributes to uncertainty and better ways you can deal with that. So Ryan and I both watched this really interesting video. It's available on YouTube. You can get the link in the show notes. And it was by a man named Casper Berry, and it was all about dealing with uncertainty. And he uses a lot of examples around poker and randomization and that you can't really ever know what's going to happen, but you have to bet in order to win. And your odds are better if you bet than if you fold every single time. You're likely to win more money if you bet than if you fold, because if you fold, you can't win. But one of the most interesting things that he touched on is as humans, we have really, really basic needs and they need to be met. So there's a motivational theory in psychology. It's called Maslow's Pyramid of Needs, and it's a five tier model of human needs. The needs at the lowest bottom of the pyramid, and you can see a picture of the pyramid, we'll post it on our website as well, and there'll be a link in our show notes, is that the needs at the very bottom of the pyramid have to be met before you can ever start moving up the pyramid or even get close to the top. So at the bottom of the pyramid, we at first, before we can do anything, need to have our psychological need, physiological, sorry, wrong word, physiological needs met, which means... We need air, we need water, we need food, we need shelter, we need clothing. We need to have those fundamental things for survival met before we can do anything else. Then Maslow's hierarchy of needs says that our safety needs need to be met. So we need personal security, we need employment, which leads to financial security and helps us keep our basic physiological needs in check, like food and water and shelter. And then we need our health. After those two basic things are met, it says that love and belonging is our next need. So we need friendships, we need intimacy, we need family, we need a sense of feeling connected and like we're not alone in the world. After that, then you can start to work on having respect for yourself and for others, working on your self-esteem, working on your status, your recognition, your strength, your freedom in society. When I look at this, I kind of think that After you have love and belonging and you have safety, that's when I feel like I would be able to start to deal with uncertainty. So I feel like in the pyramid that we're talking about, under esteem, once you have good esteem and you have safety and you know you have people who can catch you, I feel like it gets a lot easier to deal with uncertainty. And that's basically what this theory in psychology says, is that the more and more of your needs that are met, the more feasible it is for you to take those kinds of risks when you're dealing with uncertainty Mm -hmm. um so so if i may that to me that's kind of i guess a good way for me to explain it for myself is just once you have your comfort it's easier to leave your comfort because then you know you have something to come back to exactly in a sense exactly right so if we take a really basic situation like starting out in a new relationship with somebody that's it's pretty scary to I think for most people to open up and be vulnerable and from personal experience because I just started a new relationship opening up can be very difficult and very hard I'm opening up to you right now and I didn't plan to so 
But if it hadn't been for really the basic of just having great friends and having systems in place that I use, like journaling, like writing, like I said before, just doing the next right thing. If you break it right down, if I didn't have a house and I wasn't eating, I'm not having a relationship. And I'm not dealing with the uncertainty around having that relationship. But there was times in the beginning, and Ryan can attest to it, where I was like, I don't know, I don't know if I can do this. And it was because I felt that way because I was uncertain. Because I didn't know how it was going to go. And I didn't know if it went wrong, how I would deal with it. And I didn't know if it was worth taking the risk. And you encouraged me to just lean in a little bit more and just lean in a little bit more. So in this example, my actual psychological need for love and belonging was met, which allowed me to face my uncertainty more, which is in the next level above on the pyramid. So all of these things are scientifically proven to help us. Hmm. It, make, it makes sense though. I've never really thought about it in that way, but I even just doing this research and trying to understand uncertainty more as we've dived more into it, if I had these other needs that I had to focus on, this wouldn't even be a thought in my mind. Like you just, you need to get your clothing and your shelter and your affection and all that stuff. And then once you have that groundwork almost, right, then it's easier to like venture out and be like, okay, now what, what can I do for myself? What new challenges can I go out and pursue and meet? And like, what other people can I interact with? And those kind of things. Exactly. We can't, um, the podcast is this podcast that we're doing and that all of you wonderful people are listening to would not be possible if all of our other things weren't met, if we weren't both working and making money so we could buy the mic and spend the time doing something that we're really excited and passionate about. If we didn't have houses or roofs over our head or food, if we didn't have people who loved us, none of the risks that we took to build this would be possible. Mm. Um, the other thing is that if we take the emotional part out of it and you talk about uncertainty in other aspects like in business or in math or in science, there are equations and mathematical ways to figure out risk aversion. If your investments are going to pay off, if it's worthwhile to put your money here or there. But those things don't exist in the emotional realm, which is where for me, I personally experience most of my uncertainty. But Science actually tells us that making a decision, whether it's good or bad, is irrespective of the outcome. So as long as you're making decisions, you're doing well, basically. And the odds are if you make a decision in the long run, whether that first decision is good or bad, it's probably going to pay off for you. Because if you just let the uncertainty take you over, you're never going to do anything. Yeah, and the payoff could be sooner than you think or it could be later than you think and the one thing that i can always attest to is the fact that i might not even realize what is going on in that current state or in that moment after i've made a decision but then you'd be like a year down the road and then you're sitting across from a relationship as an example across from your partner and then you're just like holy shit, we're here this is a thing now we have we have a home together we have a pet like all this stuff that you never even thought would be a part of your life but then you're so glad that you have it because you made that decision to stick it out regardless of not knowing how the outcome was going to be. Yeah. It's like you just can never see the way that your life is unfolding. So my mentality has shifted now to why try? And for me, what it really comes down to is 
it never feels good for something to not work out whether that's a relationship ending or failing at something you do like the whole uncertainty and fear around this podcast is that maybe nobody's listening it's going or, to be a flop <laughs> yeah maybe nobody gives a shit about what we have to say explicit w- lyric warning but if we never made it then what and we would have missed out on so many things like here's a small example what if you don't say hi to the girl at the bar or like as a prime example in my life what if i had never so one of the first times ryan and i had a deep life conversation like the ones we're sharing with you now and which you we i never could have known would lead to this podcast was i was it your birthday it was something like that anyways we went out for a beer and i we hardly knew each other we worked together like to give you a bit of our backstory and there was a quite a few people there that we knew and we just ended up in this corner of the bar drinking our beer and talking about how there are different facets of the self that exist. I won't get into that whole theory. Maybe we'll do it another time. But <laughs> yeah, I remember the sound. Yeah, right? Are you the you that I see? <laughs> Who are you today? Exactly. Whole separate thing, but yeah. Anyways, we'll get into that another time. But that was a foundational building block of our friendship that I never could have known would have led to this podcast. So the initial risk of just exposing who I was as a person to you brought me down this huge progression in the last like year to making this podcast with you, to building this project, to getting the logo made, to building a website, to essentially building what's a mini business, believe it or not. And all of that came because I took a chance and opened up to you a little bit one night having a beer. There was no way to possibly know that this is where we would be one year later or that I would be calling you being like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm freaking out. Like there was no way to know, but I just opened up and I took the chance with you as a friend because I found you interesting and you seem trustworthy. And I bet on that rather than not interacting at all or opening up at all. Yeah. And the payoff was huge. No, and I feel the same way. It was just one of those things where we just had a little hangout session and then decided like, hey. We both really like the idea of starting a podcast. Let's 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 try this out. See what we got. And the idea that we had originally was just nothing like what we're doing right now, but that's what happens over time. It just things change even though you're uncertain about it. Yeah, and um, in the video on YouTube, they talk about the butterfly effect. Mm. So the I found butterf- that I found that one interesting. Yeah, the butterfly effect essentially means that all of the tiny things that you do can have big impacts. And when you think about the fact that there are millions and billions of people making tiny decisions every day, that's insane. How, of course we can never know what's going to happen. Everybody's, every choice that you make impacts an outcome. But the more you continue to make choices, they say, the the higher the probability is that you will get to what you want, even if you don't get there within the time frame that you think you might want to get there. Yeah, just like breaking it down into those very minute little details of different decisions that you could have made. And it makes me think of that that one How I Met Your Mother episode where he's like, what if I turned left down the street instead of going right? And what if I went to this bagel shop instead of this happening? And it's like, da 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 And there's so many different factors that could have played out at any given time to change the outcome. But the outcome that you're dealing with is what the one that you're in right now. 
right? And there's just so many, so many things that could have changed to make it go differently. And like one thing for me, like working in a restaurant Ed, is that you have a lot of interesting conversations with people at the table. But what if you have a really, really insightful conversation with someone that makes you realize something or just feel really good the rest of the day? But what if they decided not to come into that restaurant and you never had that conversation? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so <laughs> I don't even know if I know what to say about that. So now we're getting into just arbitrary things and chance, which is why I think if I try to reel it back in for us a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> all of that arbitrariness, all of that chance, all the talk that people have about like whoever created fate and destiny and that things are supposed to happen for a reason. Yes, no, maybe. We don't know. We don't know why we're here. We don't know what we're supposed to do. We don't, none of these things. But the one thing that I did find really interesting in the science is there was a guy named Tetlock, I believe his name was, and he did a study. And the only correlation that he proved around uncertainty and its relation to success is that the less sure you are, and when I think about this, I think about things like being humble and just being like a little bit, um, cautious in terms of how you take your steps but the less sure you are the more likely you were to be right which is really really interesting because you would think somebody who walks around and goes yo I got this I know how this is I know how this is gonna go who walks around with that kind of confidence that kind of arrogance is more likely to be successful but the truth is and it's according to this guy's study is that the more you just kind of slowly reach into the dark and you're more willing to go into those places where you don't know what you're going to find, the more likely you are to be successful. So it's about getting past that fear of failing because you're going to fail regardless. And it's dictated by science, by statistics, by risk aversion strategies. But the more you venture out into that like kind of dark, scary little corner, the odds are better that you'll be more successful than you ever imagined. All I'm picturing now is somebody going into a dark basement at their new house for the first time and trying to like feel around for a light switch. <laughs> yeah, but maybe they find a <laughs> hole in the wall and there's a million dollars in a bag there. Anyways, we've gone down a huge tangent. Um, You've covered everything that you wanted to cover? Yeah, I'm good. For the, for the most part? Yeah. All right. Well, for me, I just wanted to touch on a couple other perspectives that I came across relating to either trying to escape uncertainty or things that could kind of explain why it's such a problem for some people. Uh, so the, the first things are procrastination, avoidance, and distractions. I can definitely attest to most of these. <laughs> oh, me too. You're like, yeah, I'm going I'm to get this done, but right after I do the dishes or right after I do my laundry, you're like you're finding other things that are somewhat productive, but then you're still distracting yourself and, and avoiding the thing that you actually need to do and trying to procrastinate as long as possible until the very last minute. And then you're like, my assignment's due tomorrow. I haven't even started yet. Now I'm going to be up till 2 a.m. because I just avoided it the whole time. But it, you would have been better off just doing it in the first place. So the next thing was... I think this kind of makes sense to me from uh, a book that I read uh, called Unfuck Yourself by Gary Yurofsky, I believe was his name. just want to double check that. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Gary John Bishop. I don't know why I said that. That's another yeah. guy that I know from something else. Um, but anyway, Gary John Bishop. There's a, there's a chapter called Embracing Uncertainty, 
and he goes in to talk about how it's this survival mechanism instilled in us from way way back from like times when there was a lot more uncertainty in the world like going out outside the castle was complete danger all around you like anything could get you at any point right it was a scary place to go out into Mm. the world whereas now i feel like a lot of our aversion is because not so much that it's life-threatening to our actual lives but it's like socially life-threatening right like people could get a picture of you at any point like you could become a laughing stock in the middle of the of the cafe for doing something like you're just constantly eyes on you all the time and then you're just thinking about what are other people thinking about me what is what is that what's going to happen now that I've like made this giant mistake in front of everyone you know so it's I think that's more the scary part of it but the reality is that a lot of these things that we're putting a risk toward or taking a chance on aren't really life-threatening like the chances of you actually having something detrimental happen to you from going on a date or going to a job interview or heading out to the grocery store are very very slim right like there's there's there are still dangers in the world so like be cautious but like there's (laughs) just walk down the dark alley alone without your pepper spray have that common sense but at the same like I, i hope you understand what i'm saying right is that those survival mechanisms can be the thing that keep us from living our lives Mm. right from actually taking a risk in the first place because what you may deem as being detrimental to your life isn't necessarily that bad you got laughed at so what does that stop you from doing anything it might stop you from doing it the next time but (laughs) i mean that's what creates the whole fear right is or you just own and you're like haha i yeah i i definitely slipped and my pants fell down Okay, so now, oh, okay, you just sparked a thought in me. I don't know if it's related or unrelated. Do we have any other points to touch on before we move on to the last part? No, I think I'm good. All right. Are you good? I'm good. So I can just I can just roll right into this if you want. Yeah, let's roll into it. Let's hear about it. Let's keep going. We're going to start wrapping this up for you folks, so just stay with us. We're almost there. So just a couple of things to tie the end of this is certain things that I've come across or that I have um, have read up about that could potentially help with dealing with uncertainty and our aversion to it. So one big thing that has come up was the cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm. So I think uncertainty is very much tied up into that because it's a type of therapy that allows you to basically rewire your brain in a way to having mm-hmm. like certain more positive healthy thoughts towards something rather than having those negative thoughts and like those ruminating thoughts that something that happened to you in the past is going to happen to you again and that's why you're avoiding the situation like maybe you went to a party and you got made like a mockery of like somebody tricked you and it like the joke was on you and then now you think every single time you go to a party something like that might happen so your guard is up and you might not even go in the first place Right. So but, can I, sorry. Yeah. No, no. Go I'm going to just interject real quick and I'm going to put a plug in for a service, especially for people. I don't know if this is available in all cities, but it's definitely available in Ottawa and most likely the province of Ontario, which is probably where most people are listening right now because most of you probably know us. So thank you so much. But there is a program run by the Ontario government called Bounce Back. It's a free program and it offers training for people over in cognitive behavioral therapy, which is what you're talking about. So we'll give you a link to it in the show notes in case you're a person who's suffering a lot of anxiety or possibly depression from 
whatever you're dealing with in your life because cognitive behavioral therapy can work with a lot of things but because ryan you brought it up i wanted to just put a little plug in that there is free services in cbt which is the short form for cognitive behavioral therapy out there and we will provide a link to the bounce back program in the notes you're provided a counselor and the counselor works with you over the phone there's a variety of workbooks and stuff like that that are sent to you in the mail and again it's a free service offered in ontario so just something that maybe people out there can take advantage of and use if you are interested in working um with cognitive behavioral therapy as a technique for you yeah and i want to put a little bit of information about just a couple of these little tools and resources and tips and tricks that you can use for dealing with uncertainty and i'm not going to sit here and try to therapize anybody because i'm not qualified for that but just i felt like it was something really crucial to mention that people if they may not know it's a it's an option that it is out there and we can leave something in the show notes the other one was uh the law of attraction so i know this Mm. sounds like a very spiritual hippy-dippy kind of mentality and a lot of people might not have a proper understanding of what it is and just from my knowledge and it's not something I really use all the time but it makes more sense as I as I age and like learn more about it but just basically the idea that whatever you're envisioning in your mind will come to pass so if you're thinking that okay I know by by doing x y is going to happen if if the reason that the why is going to happen is a very negative kind of um, bad response to a situation, then you're setting yourself up for something like that to happen because you're more worried and nervous and whatever it may be. But if you have this positive vision of, you know, like um, the one one time I used it for writing, for writing a test, I was really worried about how my mark was going to turn out because I felt like I was not totally unprepared. But I was like, I picture myself going in there, sitting down, and just being super calm and like all all together and just allowing myself to like flow through it and like just all the answers are going to come to me. If I don't know an answer, that's fine. I'll just go forward and then maybe I'll come back to it. And just I felt like in a very calm state because I set myself up that way mm-hmm. rather than setting myself up to be like super worried about it. So that might be something uh, if people are interested in that. And then two big things is just to if you have somebody that you trust in your life that you can confide in to just talk about what it is that you might be uh, dealing with, whether you're scared about a certain outcome or to go and do anything out of the ordinary, then maybe they can help give you some advice and calm you down. And another thing, this was from a book called Seven, Seven Ways to Leverage the Universe that I read a little while back, and it was just do what you can with what you have from where you are right now. Mm. There's no point in taking a giant step forward. Like, What's one little thing that you can do right now to work toward a goal that you might have, even if it's something really small, like making a phone call, creating the social media account for it, whatever it is. And then it's like, boom, you've done one thing now. And then just take slow little steps all the way until you eventually get to the big thing. Don't try to like bite off all of it at once. And just to add to that, a little point is smaller things are less scary. Yeah. You take one step down a flight of stairs or you're going to jump down the whole flight of stairs. What are the odds you're going to fall on your face more with the one step or if you jump the whole flight? You're probably going to fall on your face if you jump the whole flight or you're going to have a panic attack once you jump because you're like, oh my God, I'm insane. What did I do? But if you just take that one step, that one step can be fathomable. It can be, it can feel plausible. It can just be that right amount of balance between fear and excitement that you might be ready for right now. And the more of those steps that you take, maybe the bigger or more steps you can conquer moving forward. But just take on what you can chew a bit at a time. 
as you're going to bed, if you have to go upstairs to go to bed, just say like one big step for mankind. <laughs> oh my God, we've gone back. We've gone back to man landing on the moon, folks. We've we've gone back. Um, and then just something that Jenny touched on already, or I forget if we touched on it, but the taking risk and failure is beneficial to having success. Yeah, there's no way. So are those all your tools and resources for now? Uh, my last point okay. was just to realize that you are definitely not alone in dealing with uncertainty or having fear or doubts around it at all because every single person, whether they will admit to it or not or whether you know it or not, is definitely dealing with the same things in their own way. Yeah, and everybody handles it in different ways. So just to wrap things up a little bit, at least for me, and feel free to interject, but for me, it really comes down to focusing on the process and not the outcome, which doesn't mean you can't have an outcome in mind. We'll go back to the podcast. We knew when we started this that we wanted to have a podcast and we wanted to release episodes, but we had no idea what we were doing. And all we did was focus on the process all the way along. So we started by having meetings and assigning each other homework. And then all of a sudden, like a month or two along, we were at a point where we were like, okay, we need a logo. Okay, we need a name. And we just kind of bit off little bits of creating what you're listening to and what you see on our website now. The other thing is know it's okay to be afraid and to feel fear. And if you're feeling really afraid, then it's okay to slow down. And maybe what you were trying to bite off was a little bit too big. Um, but feel into things. And if the door opens a little bit more, keep leaning through the door. And if the door closes on you, then, you know, try going a different direction. And like Ryan said, I was going to talk about the fact that you're not alone, but we already covered that. And the biggest thing I've learned from the little kid who couldn't pick gum to the person I am now who has created a podcast from nothing um, is that I can never know what will happen, but I can be prepared to fail. Which means that starting out, I accept that I don't know what's going to happen. I know that maybe it will be good, maybe it won't be bad, but I'm going to enjoy the process of making it. And I have certain things in place so I know that I feel okay taking those risks. I have those secure people in my life to talk to. I have my personal motto of the next right thing. I know that writing helps me sort it out. And some of the tools we talk about might not be the tools that you use to deal with your uncertainty. And everything works different for different people. So try different things out. And if something fits for you, stick with it and know that things take time to pay off. And just to touch on what Ryan said about failure... Um, everybody's heard the saying, no pain, no gain. And it's like, yeah, yeah, no pain, no gain, whatever. We get at the rock. Yeah. Scientifically, <laughs> it's true because if your muscles don't hurt the day after your workout, you probably don't have enough micro tears, which actually make your muscle bigger to go back to science. But a couple of examples from like people you'll recognize is that whether you watch baseball or not, you have to know who Babe Ruth is. And if you don't, please leave a comment and ask us and we will give you a link and you can find out. But I'm pretty sure you do. Babe Ruth has the ultimate record for the number of home runs in history. 
but he also struck out more than any other player. So the point is, is all he did was swing the bat. He didn't know for sure he was going to hit it. He didn't know for sure if he was going to miss, but he chose to swing every time. And that's why he has the most number of runs, home runs in history. And most of the people who are the most successful, who we see and we're like, oh my God, they're the best at what they do. They're amazing. Celebrities, um, Steve Jobs and Apple, like Apple was a dinky little computer once upon a time that wasn't cross compatible with PC where it was like, people were like, oh, you have a Mac. And now Apple's like running the world. And that's because Steve Jobs sat in a garage and just reiterated and reiterated and tried again and revamped and reiterated and tried again. And he had a process that now led us to one of the craziest smartphones and most popular brands we have in the world. Um, so basically keep trucking along and keep trying people the main motto is and i'm having a hard time getting there is people who take on more experience more failure but they also experience a ton more success and so what i want to leave you with is try try new things be okay being afraid challenge yourself a little bit and if you're having a hard time doing it on your own, find those people who root for you in your corner because that will make everything in your life a little bit easier to deal with. Amazing. And one last little tidbit that I just wanted to end off on was a lot of the time we tend to focus on what we have to lose rather than what we have to gain. So with that, we just want to ask you guys what you thought about this. You can leave a comment and let us know what you thought. And maybe if there's something that we might have missed or another cool point that we could have touched on, please let us know that as well. Let us know anything that's going on or if you have any ideas of topics that we could talk about. So you can find us at havealittleinsight.com or .ca. I think it'll lead you back to the same spot. We also have our email is have a little insight at gmail.com we are at hallie podcast on instagram that's h-a-l-i podcast and we're also on facebook just search have a little insight and we should come up yeah we look forward to hearing from you we hope you carry the conversation forward with people in your lives and like ryan said we'd love to hear from you so reach out and we hope you have a kick and week we look forward to hitting you up in episode two yeah ciao